Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Right. It's Thursday, September 30th. It's actually International Podcast Day today. I'm getting into the uh, research what day it is type of deal. Mm. So uh, I'm going to be on that from now on. Just Love that. buyer beware. It is episode 44. I said it was episode 44 last episode. My bad. That was episode 43. This is episode 44. Joining me, we're obviously short a man today, but we'll get into that. Owen, he's joining us virtually. How's it going? It's going good. I'm a little bit on edge because the Jays are playing today. Or I guess playing right now. It's a huge game, so Yeah, they're currently up five that. to two. So they are. We're feeling good. We'll get into them a little later. Cause we got things to say. Alex, yeah. he's always here. He's joining always us again. Here. Yep. Um shout out to all the wonderful podcasters out there, including us. Mm. Um you can give us uh applause whenever you guys feel is necessary in your car or wherever yeah. you're listening right now. But yeah, can't wait to talk about the absolute fire matchup we got going tonight. Yeah, that's right. Such a good some Jags and some Bengals. Juicy Thursday. Battle of the Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam's obviously not here today, you know. Uh some people have a hundred percent attendance record, some people don't. Yeah. That's really all that's there. just what it is. Yeah. We just get what a, you value more. Yeah, exactly. We, we get an A plus for like. attendance. Yeah. That's what we get. Um, let's talk about some sports, shall we? Oh, and your your light is flickering there. It's like you're at a yeah. ra- rave right now. That's I'll it. turn it off. I'll turn it off. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Okay. Wow. We're down a man, and he's going to be doing the podcast in the dark. Yeah. Or no. No. <laughs> he's still got light on. Nice. That. Nice. We're solved. Um, last episode, we talked about the Chiefs. We said they need a number two receiver. That's what we kept saying. We said they're short of man. I was banging that drum. Then we talked about the Buccaneers, and Owen said... They need a cornerback. That's what they need. They need some secondary help. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're just a few hours later, and both things have happened. Now, if you had a copy of Madden 16, I need you to yeah. sit down right now because these are going to be earth-shattering for you. The Chiefs, they got Josh Gordon, and the Bucks, they got Richard Sherman. Wow. Now, yeah. That's, I'm like, I'm putting Madden 16 in as we speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable God squad, for oh. sure. Um <laughs> Uh, I guess, I don't know. They, realistically, who knows what either of them have left, but I, I guess the question is, do you like either one of these signings more for any of the teams? Do you think any of them have anything left? Oh, and I know you're a Sherman guy, so I'll let you get that lead off here. I don't know if I'm a, like a Sherman guy, per se, <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> Like, I think he's still got something left. Do you like I Richard was, uh, Sherman or Anthony Sherman more? Mm, that's but, the real... Ooh, see, that's tough. I like Anthony Sherman a lot. I'm just a right. fullback guy. I, <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll take any fullback over, like, any other position. So probably him. But I think Richard Sherman, I think he's still got something left. I was uh, reading this today. Um, the last, basically, full season he played, I don't even know how many games he played in 2020. So last year, maybe like one or two, if any. Mm-hmm. But in 2019, he played a full year and he was ranked as, according to Pro Football Focus, as like as their number one rated corner. So, I mean, you know, take that with for, for whatever it is. But I think That's he's still good. got something. Yeah, it's all right. He's he's big. Um, so he's somebody that can match up well against like a bigger, the bigger receivers that they might have to face. So, I, you know, they obviously needed help. And I guess he was the best available. So I'm not hating it. It's not like you lose anything by not signing him, really. So. It's a pretty low yeah. risk. Yeah, low risk for sure. How do you feel? I love it. I like it, honestly. Um, obviously, he's been to the Super Bowl twice. He has that experience, like you guys said, just him being with Brady. It's just another presence, honestly. And we can't undermine how important that is. Um, how he's going to play on the field, I don't know. I think he said he needs like two weeks to get into game shape. So, But like whatever, the Bucks are good enough that they can afford those two weeks like you said low risk but i honestly just like it more for the presence you'll have on the defensive side of the ball because i mean you can't have tom firing up the defense obviously as great as he is he can't do that too like drawing up plays he's gonna but, line up at corner yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but i just like his presence for the defense too it's just gonna be another another guy to have so it's great and uh he's actually gonna play football yeah not like 
the other person we're going to talk about. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him. I, I do agree with everything you guys said about Sherman, though. I think there's really no risk, and, I mean, they needed some help. Why not try him out? Yeah. If it doesn't yeah. work, he just won't be on the team come the playoffs. It is what it is. The other guy is Josh Gordon. Um, if you're new to the sport, which I know we have some listeners who yep. just they dig in, uh, this guy's been suspended uh, six times in the last eight years. Uh, it's that's record numbers if you if you're uh, at home unaware. But He's putting up stats. Incredibly, he is only 30 years old. I could not believe that when I saw that. I feel like he's just ageless. Like he is such a freak athlete that it just doesn't matter what his age is. Um, he's also kind of doing a world tour of like who's hot at the moment. You know, he yeah. was a Patriot. He was a Seahawk. Now he's gonna go to the Chiefs. What do you think? Oh, and you can kick the can here again. Um, I mean, I think he's a, like a phenomenal talent. Like, obviously, it's been a long time since he's played, but when he did play, I mean, he was one of the better receivers in the league. Like, he's somebody that can definitely make a dim- difference and, like, be an impact-type type player. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly, like, if he's, like, a super speed guy, but I think he, he's a really good route runner and seems to be somebody that is productive. I just don't know if he'll be on the field, like Alex said. Like, I remember last year, um, they were, like, they mentioned he was going to be reinstated towards the end of the year, so I picked him up in fantasy, and I stashed him on my uh, IR for about five or six weeks. Don't worry, <laughs> everybody's like, okay, done that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, he got approved for, uh, like, to be reinstated, and I was like, okay, let's go. And then, like, two days later, they're like, he failed the drug test. He's not going to be eligible to play. So I had to cut him. I had to cut cut my losses there. So I don't know. I'm holding up. I'm, I'm kind of holding my breath a little bit i don't want to get my hopes up i would love to see him play because i've seen him play before and he's been great but i'm not my expectations are pretty tempered right now but i'm gonna be honest like owen said he's seen him play i don't even really remember that much like he's just i don't know i guess i zoned out for whatever years he was good because everyone's like josh gordon's so phenomenal but i gotta go back and watch some highlights i i trust everybody but i'm just ready to wake up sunday and it's gonna be like yeah like he had marijuana again and we got to cut him like like i can't wait for that or a dui or something i mean obviously i really hope the guy you know because i think he's enrolled in the therapy programs at the nfl so hopefully that's worked out for him and stuff but i don't know it's just because every time i have hope i'm like well now i'm gonna actually get to see you know josh gordon play and all this stuff and then just can't He, he he has he has his issues so um but yeah it is what it is i guess the chiefs are I don't know, maybe a little desperate here. They're trying to find a cheaper option with Josh Gordon. If that doesn't work out, maybe make a trade. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a Josh Gordon fan, I'm right here. I own a Josh Gordon Browns jersey. That, like, six-game streak he went on was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. I was booting up Sunday ticket every single week. Like, wow, this guy's going for 250 again. (laughs) He was insane that that first year so i i obviously i have a soft spot for him i obviously want him to succeed apparently he was playing in fan controlled football earlier this year (laughs) did you know that oh i think when they called the plays and stuff eh? like oh yeah yeah i love that (laughs) i wonder if that'll make it to a second year i have i have no earthly idea (laughs) so it's such a shame that jersey's so ugly though hey that brown's jersey it's hideous absolutely horrible it's It's a bottom five it has some weird like lettering on the side. Yeah. It's it's just an ugly brown. It's like one yeah. of the printed ones, so it's not stitched. It doesn't come out of the yeah. closet very often. But you know what? I might wear it next Sunday when he finally suits up. Got to rep the yeah. boy in his return. So I think in total that was uh, eight minutes about two people who might not ever have an impact for their teams. <laughs> but you know what? It's the middle of the week. So. Uh, it is what it is. So hold on. Did he ever play a game for Seattle? Oh, yeah. I oh, think, okay. I think maybe like five to ten. 10 yeah okay. i think he was there right. for like he was just sort of in and out of the lineup i guess i'm just not on the same wavelength of catching josh gordon ever like, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. i'll make it my priority to watch him let's go <laughs> yeah, that's my homework we'll see what he has uh it's brady's return week this week we'll obviously get into picking this game a little later in the show but you know it's the, every story is kind of about this i feel like this story was run into the ground months ago, months and months ago. So I just wanted to ask if you boys are like extra hyped for the game. Do you feel like some like new like interest in the game or do you care? I mean, it's just another Sunday night game. I don't know. I it's, it, it, it's different. It's obviously it'll be a special moment for when he comes to Foxborough and everything, but just given Bill Belichick's persona, like it's, it's, it's going to be weird. He doesn't want to talk about any of that stuff. I know a bunch of stuff's leaking right now about the relationship they had about how Bill just called him and told him like, yeah, we're done. Uh, Bill denied that. But 
Um, like you said, they've just talked about it ever since he's left about the relationship. And now I guess they're competing against each other. Um, because you know, since Brady won that Super Bowl and even before, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll just, I think the Bucks are going to kill the Patriots and that's why I'm not super hyped. If the, if the Pats were like this phenomenal team, like one of the best teams in the AFC, I'd be like, holy crap. But like Brady's going to beat them, I think by like 20 points. And then it's just going to be like, well, Belichick let go of, of, of the goat and, and one of the greatest QBs in the NFL right now. So yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Oh, and you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I think Alex said it well, there's been a lot of stuff that's come out about their like relationship. Like a lot of people, like there's that thing where um, Brady was trying to like say goodbye to Bill Belichick in person and Bill Belichick's like, I don't have time. And so they did it over the phone. There's all these like books that have been written about their relationship, about how Bill is and how Tom is. So there's like, obviously I feel like the media wants this to be a big thing, but I don't really know like what people are expecting. Like, it's not like they're going to go like fight each other like yell at each other in the middle of the game like yeah this is gonna start and end at like whether they have a handshake or not because i know they're not gonna sit down and have a conversation at the end of the game so you know it'll be a, it's not even gonna be that good of a game so I, like to me it's just it's not really anything I, <laughs> like I, it'll be a good game i guess interesting yeah i kind of agree i started out yeah. excited but i don't really think the patriots are uh i don't know exactly what they were or like 50% of what they were. Yeah. So it's really not that interesting to me. That's what I'm saying. If, if Mac like started off like the first three games, like phenomenally, like yeah. he's breaking records and stuff. I'd be like, this game has stakes. Like this is an important game, but the Pats are frankly very boring to watch and they're not a fun team. So, yeah. that, and, and, and like you said, like I think the Bucks are going to come in there. They're going to kick their ass. And, uh, and yeah, like they're not going to fight each other. They're not going to do a mid-game sit-down interview. Like I literally don't know what people are are thinking is going to happen. They might shake hands, they might not, and that's it. And I guess people will tune in to watch, I guess the tribute or whatever they do, but again, yeah. questions on how in-depth the Pats will go on that and what they'll do, but yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you there. That would be kind of sick though, like mid-game red table talk. They just oh, sit down, yeah. dude. Yeah, I think yeah. in depth. Get Aaron yeah. Andrews in the middle. Yeah, Alan, yeah. Chris, like in do the halftime of the interview. Wow. It's like, yeah, dude, now we're getting really That's going. Heat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we could shift to basketball and then we'll get back into football for picks and stuff. Our usual Wednesday good stuff. But uh, Ben Simmons believes that playing with Joel Embiid has uh, run its course. He said that, uh, well, reportedly, not he said, he doesn't say anything even to his teammates. Um, he believes that his playing style isn't suited for a team that features Embiid mm. as its centerpiece. Now, listen, it make no two ways about it. That's a correct statement that he and Embiid do not mesh together. But he is in no position, in my opinion, to be saying that. And I know I think I'll get the same sentiment, at least from Owen. Oh, yeah, Go you're not... It. Like you're not finding any Ben Simmons love here. I think I agree. Like Ben, like Ben Simmons might do better in an offense that's a bit more like of a motion offense, like more fast paced, where you can kind of distribute the rock a little bit more, a little less isolation based. Um, so yeah, I, like, in that way, it's correct. But maybe like it's like when um, Joel Embiid wants to like meet with you and your teammates want to meet with you and talk about this stuff, you can talk about that with them then, <laughs> instead of like I don't know who's leaking this to the media if it's like rich paul or like oh, himself it's, no, on it's twitter rich on paul. it's rich paul why would the sixers aren't leaking this adele's like yeah. yo how'd you think of this yeah. and then he's like <laughs> like talks to his sources dude it's just so brutal man it's i was saying i said this to phil it seems like a kid who's just like never been told no in his life who is throwing a temper tantrum and everybody else all of us are, are just watching it happen because it's un like the fact that Joel Embiid to me seems like a good teammate. I don't think anybody's had issues with him. He's clearly one of the top, you know, 15, 10 best players in the, in the world. At least meet with the guy when they want to meet with you. Like your teammates reach out to you, like at least give them the time of day. It's just, it's, I, I, I've lost all my patience with Ben Simmons. I don't care what he does. I just don't want to hear about him or see him for a long time. Wow, that's wow. strong. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you guys completely. I think it's all cap on Ben Simmons' part, and uh, Owen kind of mentioned he is honestly like a little kid. Um, every month there's a new thing about you know what he's mad about for against the Sixers, and now it's this. Um, like that's a lie because 
You've been, I don't know how long he's been playing with Embiid. Maybe four or five years? Yeah, so like Ever since he's been in the leagues, he got drafted 2016. So yeah, four or five years he's been playing with Embiid. And only now is he figuring out... Only now is he saying that Embiid isn't a fit. But, right, he signed that huge contract extension to stay with them for five years. Like, did that not cross your mind? Um, <laughs> and you know what? Like what Phil said, yeah, their game's kind of like... It's a little redundant at times, and it can look a little tough. But I think I don't. I don't know if he's trying to get back at Embiid for what Embiid said to him against well, the. At the they playoff. just both need the ball. Well, they just both need the ball. But like, like I said, he signed that massive contract extension. It didn't seem like it was a problem then. Now it's a problem. So he's got to like set his set his story straight. Yeah, I I think I think both things can be true. I think that. He and Embiid are not a good fit together, and it's been proven over the last couple of years. They've still won, you know, close to sixty games and been a playoff team, and been, you yeah. know, really the year they played the Raptors. I felt like they were the second best team in the East, at least, if not the best team in the East. Like yeah. they were toe to toe with the Raptors that entire series. They're yeah. ball bounce away from going to overtime. But with that said, you know that that was because they had Jimmy Butler as well, and yeah. it's worth yeah. noting that when Jimmy Butler left, he did. He didn't say much at the time, but it came out pretty much after the fact that he didn't love the situation there, and it was more or less what he thought about the same thing in Minnesota. Like, these guys don't work hard enough. I shouldn't be the guy who's working this hard when all these other guys have this much talent. Everything that he said, and Embiid, to his credit, after the bubble when he sort of flamed out and everybody got on his case, came out last year in the best shape he's ever been in, put together an MVP season. Yeah. And he shouldn't be the guy who's getting the blame for that relationship not working out with him and Ben Simmons anymore. It should be on Ben Simmons yeah. because he's the guy with more talent. He's the guy with, you know, number one pick, has like superhuman ability passing the ball. He just hasn't put in the work to get to that next level. So he shouldn't blame anybody else. He should say, That's you know what? what? These two might not, we might not fit together, but. I need to take some of the blame for that. It's not just an open and shut. We don't fit together. And look at yeah. Joel Embiid came in in what, 2013, 2014 into the league. And I remember him when he came in and what he is now. He's worked it hard. He's changed his game every offseason. I feel like he added a new element to his game. And he's also the center. Like he's the center. You're the point guard. You're the, you're the ball handler. So maybe since you came into the league in 2016, you've changed absolutely nothing. So maybe if you changed part of your game to compliment Joel because you are the point guard, you're the playmaker, you set the table, then your games wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. you know, collide so much. Yeah. But he's the center and he's like, like you can't get like Ben, like bro, you can't play in the paint with Joel, like the force that he is. It just doesn't work. So if he worked on his three, if he worked on his mid range, it wouldn't, I don't think it'd be that big of a problem, but he just refuses to add any new elements in the off season. And, and you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Owen, you have anything to add there? Yeah, I I just think at the end of the day, with the lack of skill set that Joel or that uh, Ben, um, ben Simmons has, like Crumb the lack bump. of offensive ability, it's going to be hard. Like, there's a lot of teams in the league where he's not going to be able to fit because he can't really do anything on offense. So, you know, it'd be great if he could have that perfect situation where he's just surrounded by four shooters or four playmakers or whatever, or four you know offensive yeah, yeah, weapons, yeah. but the reality is that's pretty that's you know that's a luxury in the nba and that's something that's pretty rare so at some point like you guys were saying he's gonna have to look in the mirror and realize you know what my skill set's pretty limited on offense although mm -hmm. the parts that i do well i do very well um i can't shoot the ball i can't really score I can't, outside of transition so he needs to he needs to figure that out and uh yeah i think there's a reason they've shopped him in trades for sure yeah. nobody's doubting that and last thing on this, because I feel like we've gone in circles, but last thing I'll say is he will get to a point where, look, the teams that are interested in, my, in him, I love the Spurs, and I was reading today that they're now, you know, a team that there is very much in consideration for him. Those are going to be the type of teams, the Timberwolves, the Kings, the Spurs, that don't have a path to get a superstar mm -hmm. that are going to get in the race to get him. And you know what happens on those teams? He's not going to end up with a teammate as talented as Joel Embiid mm -hmm. ever again. And when he looks back on his career, he'll regret not adapting his game to fit around Embiid as opposed to just complaining that they don't fit as he currently well, is. Well, I'm just I'm just tired a little bit of his complaining too. I, I now now I remember the Jimmy Butler stuff too, and now he's complaining about Embiid. It's like, bro, if you if you really cared that much, you'd go and fix it yourself instead of complaining. Yeah. Like like just just work on your own game and and if you work on your own game 
so many so many good things can happen for both you and the franchise but he just refuses to do it so whatever i, I mean i don't care i don't feel bad for him yeah, yeah. the jays let's talk about the jays um they lost last night and uh they're playing right now as we mentioned i think it's still five to two owen can get a check on that as i go yeah, here but um last night was really five, tough. three five to three all right last night was really tough they lost and uh it felt like kind of the the air went out of the balloon a little bit. I don't want to give up yet, but I had to check in with Owen because he's a live and die with every pitch type of guy. I want to know what his mindset is today, how he's feeling, the situation. How how did it feel last night when that ball left Mike Sten's bat? <laughs> well, it was... Oh, man, how do I describe that? It was like your heart skips a beat. It's like... I guess your my heart just dropped is the best way to say it. Like oh. it was, I felt sick to my stomach. Um, I almost threw up like, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was ugly. It was not something I want to relive. Um, but no, I mean, I haven't lost all hope. I think obviously yesterday wasn't our day. We were talking about it before the show, but our bats weren't there. Um, and, uh, you know, the Yankees came to play and they hit, you know, they had timely hits in big spots with men on base uh, in the case of Mike Stanton. And so they were able to kind of beat us there, but we didn't really lose any ground, which is good because the Red Sox lost. They're up three Oh top of the seven. So it looks like we're not really going to make up any ground on them this game either. Uh, although we are going to beat the Yankees. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think we're still really in the mix. We're going to have to win almost all of our remaining games. I feel like obviously the next two against the Yankees are this one and the one after, and then Hopefully we can win at least two out of three against the Orioles and then get some luck with the matchups with the Red Sox and the Yankees. So I'm, I'm very optimistic still. Um, but we're, we're going to have to, you know, play the best baseball we've played all year. Yeah. That's kind of a sombering way to put it. They're going to have to be better than they've been all year. Nice. <laughs> and get lucky. So, <laughs> fingers crossed. I will say, when you said they're going to beat the Yankees, if the people listening to this tomorrow, they, the Yankees somehow come back and win. That's tough. That is very tough. It'll be even <laughs> worse than pitching it is right now. now so. It'll yeah. be a lot like when... Then Justin, we'll throw up. Yeah, then we'll really throw up. <laughs> It'll be like when Justin Tucker hit the post and we thought it missed. Yeah. And then it went in. That'll be it. But... but Alas, we'll see. Yeah. Um, let's do some picks. It's week four of the NFL season. We're here. We're live. And uh, the game tonight, again, as we mentioned, it's the Battle of the Cats. It's the Jags mm. and the Bengals. You know, just get all the good games early in the season. Get, put, get them, yeah. put them on Thursday night. Give them the spotlight. Um, that's barely football. I want to put that out there. That's <laughs> Last week was really not football. This is barely football. <laughs> but anyway, last week, week three, a um, couple things to note. Alex, you were 4-2 and two overall, mm. but you couldn't break <laughs> the streak of your loss. I can't You're get the monkey three. off my back. No. Yeah. No. But this week, how are you feeling? Here to make you some money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Owen, last week, 4-2 and two as well. And uh-huh. sort of the same fate. You couldn't yeah. come through on the lock, but you picked Tampa Bay. You're not off the lock, Schneid, though, because you're 1-2. So chance to get back to 500 this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you we feeling? We will be getting to 500. Let's go. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Lock it in. We're going to get the yeah. going. Um, oh, yeah. I was 3-3, three and three, went 500, got the lock, though, which is what I, I, I pride myself on getting that lock. I don't know how I got that lock. I still think about it sometimes, but you know what? We just onwards and upwards, we're going to go to 3-1. and one. Um, Again, I was 3-3 three and three overall. But the good news is Adam's not here. And he went five and one, and he got his lock. So we don't have to talk. No, about we don't that. have to talk. Or the Cowboys. Yeah, thank yeah. God. Otherwise, we'd be you know two minutes deeper into this podcast right now talking about <laughs> Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Smith quarterback yeah. spies. So thank God. Um, <laughs> but let's pick the battle of the cats. Um, the game is in Cincinnati. Jaguars traveling there. Bengals favored by seven and a half. How do you feel, Alex? What are you going with? I'm gonna go with the Bengals here. Um, I just I like how they're playing, man. They've had some good wins here early on in the season. Um, you know, they've cured a lot of my concerns that I had before. The whole Jamar Chase and Burrow connection. That seems to be off the charts right now. So um sorry for anyone. I know I know I heard Owen's feelings there when I was talking talking crap about uh Jamar Chase. But hey, he's playing phenomenal, <laughs> yep. out of his mind. Um the the is T. Higgins injured? 
No, I think he's there. No, he, okay. They just have a lot of receivers. They, they have a lot of great receivers. And last time I checked, Jags can't defend. Um, That's true. So, but I just like them. I, I think they're a more mature team, and I think um, they won't have a problem getting a touchdown, uh, winning by a touchdown here against the against the Jags. Uh, I haven't really seen much from Lawrence to give me any any confidence there. So. I'm just, I, I, there's no reason I'd take the Jags. I just have to go with the Bengals. Those are all fair points. Yeah. Owen, what are you riding? Yeah, I'm taking uh, the Bengals as well. Mm. I can't say I'm, I'm super surprised with how the Chase uh, Burrow connection has kind of panned out, but uh, <laughs> I do think it's pretty potent. I think he has four touchdowns over three games. I think it's the number now. He's scored in every every game he's played so far. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in that. I think Burrow's played – He's been balling out. I think he's played the best football of his NFL career so far. And I think he's one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the red zone so far this year is one thing I was seeing. So he's obviously very effective when it gets down to that side of the field. So I think he, he's really, he's playing really well. And, and to their credit, I think the defense is playing somewhat well. I mean, I think they, obviously it's the Steelers that they played. So take that for what you will, but I think they Huge were in their, they did a good salt. job. Maybe yeah. just a salt factory. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, but the the Jags haven't given me much of a reason, like Alex was saying, to believe they're that much better offensively than even the Steelers. And the Steelers are they're they're bad on offense. So <laughs> I think the defense should be able to kind of hold their own here. Um, and yeah, I just think the, the the Bengals are a young, talented team, and, and they should be able to win by a little bit more than a touchdown this week. So what were you? No, say? I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay, it's me. It's All you. Right. Uh, seven and a half is the number. Listen, I've taken the Jags every single week. I can't quit now. Sorry. Oh, I, I can't quit. Boy, I, can't. I was hoping he would. <laughs> I can't do it. It's seven and a half. Listen, the Bengals, I like the Bengals. The Bengals can move the ball. Like, yeah. They're not that bad. They'll at least get first downs. They are out of safety. Their best player on defense. I Jesse know, Bates? Yeah. Really? He's out tomorrow huh. or tonight. I know that. Um, there's a there's a school of thought that, you know, maybe the Bengals should never be favored by seven and a half against anybody out there. You know, you could propose that idea and mm-hmm. i wouldn't hate it but the main thing is here i've taken the jags every week the second i get off they're gonna win yeah so the thing is i can't quit i can't quit now you just got to take it until they finally win and then you quit then you get off but the one win is going to be sick so hopefully it's tomorrow so you have no actual reason to take them besides that no none at all okay yeah because urban Mayer doesn't look like he knows what he's doing the thing is oh, he does I, not I, maybe let's hope for jamal agnew uh yeah. Return. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Myers, he's he's planning where he's gonna buy like where he's gonna buy his house in Southern California. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. He's yeah. downtown LA, suburbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's deciding yeah. right now. He's just he's dismissing practices like an hour and a half early. It's like yeah. boys, like it's all good. You worked hard. Got, I got <laughs> an open house something. at seven. It's just getting on the team plane. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh cousin Sal who said on uh shout out to listen to that uh the good thing is it doesn't matter this game's on a Thursday night because Urban Meyer puts in four hours of prep anyway. So yeah. it really does not matter when good. the game is. It's just the same <laughs> amount of research done. When he said last week that quote, every game in the NFL is like playing Alabama, <laughs> that was maybe the funniest thing I've ever oh. read. He is sweating. He wants to go back to playing Minnesota, I- Illinois, Northwestern. Uh-huh. He Ball misses State. those big tens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, let's Jags. Let's okay. go. Well, we got. Let's get this tomorrow, guys. Bottom line, Jags. Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. Sunday morning. It looks like the best game is probably the Panthers at the Cowboys. I think there was another game that was pretty good as well. But it's you know there's some mm-hmm. real bad games this week, and then there's you know a couple good ones. So this is probably the class of the morning. Cowboys are at home, coming off that big win on Monday night. This one opened up pretty big. I think it opened up at Cowboys minus six and a half or seven, mm-hmm. and it moved down to five and a half. So that's what we'll put it at. Cowboys minus five and a half at home. Owen, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna take the Panthers in this one. Okay. Um, and obviously, both teams have looked really well. Both teams are coming off big wins. Um, but I like, I think, so So I'll begin with the offense. I think Sam Donald's played the best football, obviously, of his career as well. He's looked very good. He's been over 300 yards passing in every game that he's uh, played so far this year. Um, and uh, he's just looked like a different quarterback from years past. He's got some legitimate weapons on the outside and Robbie Anderson and and uh, DJ Moore. And then in the words of Colin Coward, the, the Panthers have a big boy pass rush. I like, he, he said that on his show. I thought that was a, it's a good way to put it. So I like the way their defense is played. Um, Shaq Thompson's the beast. Um, they've got, they've got some nice pieces there. So I think they, they should be able to generate some pressure against Dallas. 
Um, and I, I don't know if I picked them to win, but I definitely picked them to cover here and keep it close. Stay inside the number. I like it. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas number. at home. Um, I don't want to do it, but Carolina, you know, they've beat Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston, and Davis Mills, so I'm not really painting success just yet. And Dallas, I mean, it, uh, Carolina does have a good defense, but they're also short McCaffrey, which is kind of worth noting. Um, shout out to our boy Chuba, though. I hope he does well. But... I think Dallas offense can move the ball against pretty much anybody. And I think, you know, it's, I, I don't want to say this cause I actually hope he succeeds, but he could just still be Sam Darnold. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys and take the chance at home. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking Panthers earlier, but I'm going to change it here to the Cowboys. Um, the, they, it's kind of the same case with the Broncos that I've made. Um, I just they they haven't played the best teams like you said they played uh, Zach Wilson and and Davis Mills so this this is gonna be a real test so we're gonna see how legit the Panthers are um, obviously the Saints was I don't know almost like an anomaly that was just a weird game that they yeah. killed them but, early season weird but game. yeah they don't have McCaffrey Hubbard Hubbard's okay like he uh, he was all right he wasn't you know killing it out there so maybe he just needs some more uh, reps and snaps but. Dallas is in a groove right now. Um, I, I like how they're playing. Like you said, they can move the ball. There's they're just so dynamic on offense. Um, Zeke Zeke finally you know got his touchdown. He, he was also looking good because there were some concerns there. So he definitely silenced the critics. And uh, and you know as much as I hate to admit, like Adam said, the defense isn't as bad as we thought it was. It's like still decently respectable. Um, they had that game against the Chargers, and you know the Chargers put up however many points on the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. But but they managed to stop the Chargers uh, in that Week Two game. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with Dallas here. I like them uh, in Jerry World. So yeah, I, I do think uh, as well. This is probably the best secondary potentially that Dallas has faced so far this year. I mean, J.C. Horn has been an absolute stud. He's outside he's of Certain. I think one of the most impressive. Oh, is he out? Yeah, he hurt yeah. his ankle in like the Texas I didn't game. See that. That's. But they brought in the corner, uh, hey, that C.J. Henderson guy. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I don't know, but he'll oh, fill in that, that void. Wow, Owen. Yeah, I missed the second right half of that game. That's dang, dude. Damn, Damn okay. I know that was tough, Owen. I saw Shoot. that too because he was having really good, really good couple weeks. Oh yeah, and him getting yeah, hurt, especially great. against the Texans. I was like. Damn. Yeah. He's he's been really Shoot. good. He's up there with like Sertan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dang, really dude. good corners. I'm, I'm questioning my pick, but I'm gonna stick with it. That's okay. Now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we do this live. Look, you know? I don't I don't think it's gonna be a blowout though. Like like what happened with the Eagles. Like yeah. I, they, yeah. they've they've still got pieces on both both sides of the ball. The Panthers, I think Matt Rule is gonna cook up a good uh good good game plan regardless. Um Who's that he's, other def- he's definitely have? smarter than Mike McCarthy, so huh? Who's that other corner that they they have? Dante Jackson. Jackson yeah. He's yeah. nasty too. He's yeah. really nasty too. They got playmakers out there. They do. They do. Be aware. Um, we'll go to Sunday afternoon. Battle of an undefeated here. Arizona is going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Um, the line is Rams minus six. Now listen. Uh, you could take Arizona here. Arizona's fun to watch. I can understand why you'd take Arizona. Six is a lot of points. Uh, I'm not going to be the guy who takes Cliff Kingsbury against Sean McVay. That's the only logic I need. Rams minus six. Owen, what you got? Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. I think the Rams are moving the ball on at will, it seems like. And I don't think that'll stop against Arizona, who kind of got um, outplayed against Jacksonville in the first half of uh, last week. So I, I like the Rams here as well. Yeah, the Cardinals are just a little too shaky for me here, especially just Kingsbury is still wild, mm-hmm. as wild as we thought he was. And the Rams coming off that Bucks win um, at home, there's no reason that they won't uh, go over five and a half against the against the Cards. So, yeah, I definitely like the Rams here. I'm going to ride that too. Let's do it. Everybody five, five, pretty easy. <clears throat> oh, no. Five, five. Yikes. Yeah. All right, Sunday night football. The Bucks are going to the Patriots. Again, this game has been talked uh, nonstop. Alex, you tipped your hat earlier. You're going with the Bucks. Oh, I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah, I think it's e- going to be a blowout. Easy, easy. Yeah, easy. What's it? I think it's at six and a half. Seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah they're seven. winning by a touchdown. That's easy. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree. Um, nothing's going to make me happier than seeing the Patriots get stepped on by Tom Brady, though. Yeah, that is going to be awesome if it happens. So I'm really hoping it does. This is more of a hope pick than a actual like consideration. But Owen, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. I think the the Tampa Bay just has a, a stronger roster and they, they've looked better so far. So yeah, I like them to win by a touchdown at least. 
there's not much to say here. But I yeah. one thing I know about Tom Brady, he loves to step on anybody in his path, especially if, you know, they have some sort of a history. So if you've done something mean to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll <laughs> take some pride in this one. Totally. Yeah. Monday night, Alex, your Vegas Raiders are playing. Yeah, they are. That's that's a factual statement. They're going to the Chargers. They're going to Sci Fi Stadium. And uh they're playing Justin Herbert and the line is Chargers minus three and a half. Oh, and go you kick the can here first. Go for it. Mm, this is a really uh this is a real tough one, but I'm going to take the Raiders here. Wow. At plus three and a half. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I'm crazy for this one, but I think that Hmm. Yeah, I like what I've I seen from the Raiders. You're talking yourself out of it right now. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I think the Raiders. We've 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 said it before, but their defense has has I think impressed probably all of us. I think they've uh, found ways to win when they've had to. Their the receiving core is better than we've all expected, and Derek Carr is playing some of the best ball of his career as well. So I think they're playing at a really high level. Um. So this one's a really tough one, but I I do think I think Las Vegas is it. They've got something special right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Raiders too. Surprise, surprise. Whoa, uh, whoa. Uh, that was like when uh, Anthony Bennett got picked number one. Yeah. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So SciFi Stadium is gonna be loaded with Raiders fans. Okay. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Because they have that former LA connection. I think there's a lot of fans in LA. Not really sure how many Chargers fans there are in LA. So I think that's going to be a complete sellout. Um, so they'll definitely have their back. And I think this might be the best defense the Chargers have played all year because, as we've seen, the Wa- Washington's defense is like crap. Swiss cheese. I'm um, not ready to commit to Dallas's defense just yet. And then and then we saw the Chiefs' defense was horrible as well. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, getting so excited talking about the Raiders. Uh, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna pose a challenge for Justin Herbert. I think, De- like like Owen said, uh, Derek Carr is playing some of the best football of his career. I think he's leading the league in, in passing yards. Um, so you know what? I think it, it will be a shootout. Um, it'll be a high scoring game, but uh, but I like the I like the Raiders to cover here. Okay, I I like listen. I I, I like Justin Herbert. I just do. I think he's one of the best six or seven quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I only got to give four points to take him. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to not think too much about this one. You know what? I like the stadium. I like the jerseys. It's easy for me to cheer for. It's going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Peyton and Eli on the call. Yeah, exactly. Great. So we'll boot up after that game for next week's show. If you're at home unaware. It's going to be a Monday instead of a Sunday, so be ready for that. We'll we'll, we'll come with analysis of this one after. That'll be our first like early Monday analysis game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A little treat for you guys. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, best bet time. This is the lock of the week. Let's do it. Look, people. Uh, we all know I'm 0-3. Um, if you want to ride with me, ride. I'd appreciate that. I'm um, looking to get into the win column here. So my lock of the week. Uh, it's going to be the Chiefs minus seven against the Eagles. Mm. Um, I think this is a classic just overreaction from everybody after the Chiefs lost to the Chargers um, and the Ravens. Um, and just how bad the Eagles looked against the Cowboys. I don't think I'm ready to say the Cowboys are you know a better team than the Chiefs. So I think you're getting a bit of a discount here, and I'd take them by a touchdown. I don't, I don't love the Eagles' defense just yet. I think they're playing in Philly. Yes, they but are. But regardless... Um, I think they got to come out here. They got to be tight. They got to be prepared. The the Chiefs, they can't they they don't want to have this game close. Not at all. They they've lost uh two games here in a row. Um, you know, there's some pressure here, so I think they they're really going to be in tip-top shape and and they'll and they'll win by a touchdown. I like that pick as well. But this is another one of those <laughs> you smell something. What's going on with this line? Cuz I thought it would have been like 10 or 11. I don't understand mm. it. So, well, some... I think it's the overreaction though. People, you know, they lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Ravens. The Chiefs suck. But then they're going to remind us how good they are. That's what I think is going to personally happen. I'm going to pick them, but I I do think (laughs) something is weird there. Uh, I'm detecting an odor in the air. I'm 0-3, and and (laughs) Phil's making it so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm kidding. I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But you know what? It's also a good pick. You're 0-3 on locks. Just pick Mahomes. Like, that's a... (laughs) Like, come on. Like a default pick. Like, let's go. (laughs) Get in the win column. (laughs) Owen, what are you locking in this week? Don't tell me it's the Jets. No, no, no. The Jets, I'm staying away from the Jets this week. But <laughs> love that. Uh, 
I uh, my lock of the week this week is Washington minus a point and a half against Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, first game. I think it's the first game of the. It's, yeah, first game of the day. It's in the early morning window of uh, of the Sunday uh, mm-hmm. slate of games. Um, and I know it's the game that nobody's gonna watch, <laughs> except for me because it's my lock of the week. But uh, but yeah, I think both teams have looked honestly putrid. Both of them, are, I think, are, are bottom dwellers. Really horrible, horrible football teams. They, they really are. That's why this line's a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I'm gonna. I think that this is this line is a bit of a an overreaction, similar in it to, to the Chiefs, where I think Washington is a little bit better than we give them credit for. Obviously, losing to by like 33 points or whatever it was to the Bills isn't help. Doesn't help your case really at all. But I think they, you know, Heineke has proven that he's a capable quarterback. I think their pass rush is still pretty solid, um, even though it's gotten kind of chewed up and spit out. And then more than anything, I just think Atlanta's looked horrible. Like Matt Ryan made some throws yesterday or uh, this week uh, on Sunday that, that like shocked me that I was like, what is this guy? This guy's legitimately horrible. And uh, they can't run the football really at all. Like Cordero Patterson's their best option to, 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 run the rock that is, and then that's just, a sad state of affairs yeah, it's a really it's brutal it's a full it should be a full rebuild at this point like get matt ryan out of there get him to i don't know somewhere somewhere that's going to use him. um but but yeah i think washington is gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna make a little bit of a little statement here like maybe oh, a three-point point statement <laughs> yeah, yeah a little statement this you're yeah. right that nobody's gonna watch this mm-hmm. except for you you were right about that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's you locked that for sure yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> pencil it in um my best bet i'm gonna go to an actual good game okay uh it's the ravens at the broncos the ravens are currently getting one and a half broncos are favored by one and a half everybody in the world likes baltimore that's fine that's okay i'm not sold just yet on the ravens there's they squeaked by the lions they're they played to their maximum capability and they were a little bit better than the chiefs who Anybody, you and me, can run the ball on the Chiefs. I'm going for 80 against them. Um, I, they did play that Raiders game. That was a little random. I, I have no real opinion on that game other than it was just chaos. Um, I'm not sold. But what I know about Denver is they've taken care of whoever's been in front of them by 20-plus pretty much every time. Real they, tough teams, too. Yeah, well, they you, you only play who's in front of you. And you don't score points by accident on Denver. They got a top three, top five defense. Uh, they're coming out at home in the altitude. I think they've been hearing a lot this week about how, oh, you haven't played real opponents, you haven't done this, you haven't done that. Reminds me a little bit of the Steelers last year when they were 4 or 5-0, and oh, played the Ravens, got the win, you know. They were pretty happy. They were like, all right, like we finally proved it. I sense a similar sort of energy here, so I'm going to take the Broncos at home. Can't underestimate the home crowd advantage there. So, I don't know. I just see the Panthers and the Broncos as like the same team. But I, I guess you don't. Well, somebody's going to be wrong. Hmm. All right. They're just the same team to me. <laughs> Played crap opponents and no real test, but we'll find out who they are this week then. So to recap, Owen, give them your sheet. You like the Bengals? Um, yeah, I like the Bengals. Uh, let's see here. I like the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I like the Rams, mm-hmm. and I like Vegas and the Bucks. Plus three and a half, and then. I, I, oh yeah, and the Bucks as well. And then my lock of the week is uh, Washington minus a point and a half against the Falcons. What are you going with, Alex? Yeah, I got I, I like Cincinnati here, like Dallas. Um, and then what else did we have? I like the Rams. Mm-hmm. I like Tampa. I like I like uh, the Raiders. And my lock of the week is the Chiefs minus seven. I like the Jags. <laughs> for some stars. Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> Dallas. Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, and then I'm going with the Broncos at home. Let's ride. All right. I think Adam did send me his picks, but I'll just read them at the end of the show because nobody wants his picks anyway because he stinks. Uh, Let's do Bozo of the Week, Genius of the Week, no conclusive evidence, and then let's get at her. But I can give you my Bozo of the Week. Let's do it. Because I've been saving up for this one. Um, it's a collective bozo of the week, and it goes to the New York Mets. Now, yeah. you will notice that if you were a listener in the early stages of this podcast, which thank you for listening to the early stages of this podcast, but you might remember that I talked about the Nets, Mets from time to time, and uh, I haven't. 
for quite some time. Conveniently, when they actually started sucking out loud, I stopped talking about the Mets. But you know what? Here, I'm now changing that, and I'm going to talk about the Mets again. I'm saved up weeks' worth of energy for this. Um, they were mercifully eliminated from the playoffs this week. That's fine. Uh, Anthony DeComo said, No team in MLB history spent as much time in first place and finished with a losing record as the New York Mets. Something like 95 days they were in first place, and they still finished with a losing oh, record. Um as recently as August 13th, they were still expected to win 88 games and uh, win their division. They went 14-27 uh, and 27 after that. They played at a 60-win pace in the second half of the season. They were in the news because their players organized booing of the fans. Huge. Um, and the ringleader of the booing of the fans has a 10-year contract extension that hasn't kicked in yet. So that's Ooh. he's got a decade left with the team. They've got their priorities in order. Yes, that's exactly right. You might remember their second headline was their GM was fired for sexual harassment. Um, that is, you know, very Mets. There's nothing else to describe this. They're as bad as they've ever been. People were optimistic coming into this year. New owner, new play. Players, new additions, stars, bringing back the black jerseys. People were very excited. They felt like the dread was gone and it was a new day. No, it's the same day over and over and over again. The Mets are the Mets. The Mets are bozos. There's no other way to put this. Yeah. The Mets stink. Stephen Cohen said that he promised a World Series contender or World Series champion. I don't remember which one in his first three to five years. They're further away today than they were when he came on. So, you know what? Mets are bozo of the week, of the year, or the month. Whatever you want to say, I hate the Mets. I uh, I read a tweet, though, that Steve Cohen was considering a, like a, an aggressive rebranding. Whatever mm-hmm. the hell that means. They got great colors. That's the one thing that... Okay, whatever. I don't even know. Like, are and they the change their jerseys? One th- you have the best player in all of baseball on your team. Yeah, and they wasted his great season. Syndergaard they pitched did. yesterday. Yeah, looked, one inning. Looked, looked, looked great. <laughs> one inning, yeah. That was good. Oh, what yeah. a joke. Anyway, that was my week-long uh, save up there. So, Who's anyway. a bigger joke, though, the Padres or uh, the Mets? Like, Mets? Which is a bigger disappointment? Mets, I you think. think so? Mets. Mets have had uh, 10 oh. losing seasons in their last 13 years, and they have the best player in baseball, hands down, without a doubt, for pretty much all of them. But, I mean, one of those three years, they, they did go to – to the World Series. Let's be, let's be honest here. And what happened in 11 of the other years? Cataclysmic I mean, failure. They, I, I agree. I'm just saying, like, count count your blessings here. You went yeah. to the World Series like yeah. six years ago. Jay's yeah, last time we went to the World Series was like t- like before I was born. Yeah, but, you know, some would argue that that did more harm than good. The, oh, let's just sit Fair. back and ride the coattails of Matt Harvey. Oh, wait. Oh, let's just sit back Dark and ride. Night. Yeah, ride the Noah. Sa- oh, wait. Syndergaard. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now Joke. you got DeGrom. Oh, Wheeler was there, too. Wheeler. Oh, he's having he had a career year, hey? Oh, yeah. Strowman oh, wait, turned in a career anymore. year this year, too. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking joke. Man. Anyway, that's my bozo of the week. You want to go? Yeah, I got it here. So, um, do you guys know why the Clippers didn't make the finals mm. uh, last year? I I had this later on, but go for it. <laughs> we'll just dive into it right now. Yeah, boy, then he get. I mean, Owen. I don't know if you saw if you know what I'm talking uh, about. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, no. it wasn't so. you know because Kawhi was out. The, you know he got injured against the Jazz, and uh, what what else did I have here? Um, it wasn't it wasn't because of any of that. It was actually because Marcus Morris wasn't 100. percent According to Marcus, according Morris. to Marcus Morris, source Marcus Morris, um, because according to him, if he was a hundred percent, they would have went to the finals, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So, bro, like I can just imagine him coming into the locker room when they lose to the Suns and being like standing up yeah, and like, you- Coach, shut up. <laughs> Yo, boys, like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I let the boys down. He like, com- I was injured. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in on his crutches. He's like, boys, I am so sorry, man. Like, <laughs> like damn. <laughs> like, we were this close, dude. If we had my 11 points a game, man, we could have been there. If if we had my one fourth quarter corner three. Yeah. Would have been the difference. And my three misses. Yeah. 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 So, it, I was like, that's. That's a flamer. Oh, that was an astonishing. He wanted comment. to get out there, get a head start on media day though, yeah. like because he was maybe getting a little worried. People forgot about him. I did. So t- 
toss toss that one in. You know, mix the pot a little bit. So my bozo is definitely uh, Marcus Morris. A hundred percent would have made the finals. Oh boy, no doubt, healthy. no yeah. doubt, no doubt. That's sick. Go for it. That's hilarious. Uh, so mine this week comes from the world of college football. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you boys saw this, but uh, Arizona, the Wildcats, they started out their season zero and five, and so in a desperate I guess desperate measure, they decided they're going to hold open tryouts in the middle of the season for all their student, for their student body. They would, you know, I I guess just trot the coaching staff out there for a couple afternoons, or I guess at least one afternoon and and just see what these like regular college kids have to offer. That is horrible. Oh, yeah. That's like how you know you're really bad. Like maybe I would love to see like every team do this, like just hold open tryouts. Oh, yeah. And because I mean, who, there could be some talent out there. You never know. It's worth a you, shot, right? Yeah, you would show up. I would show up, yeah. Totally. I would show up for sure. I would, yeah, throw the rock a little bit, run a couple routes. <laughs> get a little cardio in. Oh, my God. Drink some yeah. Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> you think they give the Gatorade for free, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think they would. I'd spend more time in, like, the Gatorade snack room than I would. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually practicing and playing. I mean, there's no, like, maybe you pay, like, a $5 fee. You probably get a free T-shirt or something like that. Like, yeah. Story. Like, football. they hook you up with yeah. a lot of sick gear, probably. Like, you come away with a boatload of stuff. Yeah. So, that's a good $5. That's a good return on your investment. Owen's coming yeah. on the podcast with the Zach Wilson headband the next week. He's like, yeah, I got this for my tryout. Yeah. It's got the A on it, the giant A. Just yeah. refuses to take it off whenever he makes, like, an appearance anywhere. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Uh-huh. My vote is going to Marcus Morris. That's oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was no, you know, not because Kawhi got injured, not because you know maybe the Suns were a really good team. Yeah, it was really because you know what? I'm just gonna say that for like anything that doesn't happen, wasn't 100. Yeah. yeah, like I wasn't 100. Yeah. So anything that goes wrong, just know you guys have that in your back pocket. Just yeah. say I wasn't 100. percent Good excuse card. Yeah, wasn't 100. Well, how many uh, how many games of the of that of that like of the playoffs did Marcus Morris even miss I didn't even know he was missing games that's the that's funny part. no 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 I think he played all of them I think he just wasn't a hundred percent oh actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's what you mean yeah so yeah. he comes to the locker room like better. sorry boys I wasn't at a hundred percent like like Marcus man you played like 30 minutes yeah. like what yeah. are you talking about <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah I was does, does he not understand that in the playoffs you you win because you play injured and you play tired. What, what is this? If I was a hundred percent, if I got the whole regular season off and I was able to just drop in fresh legs, that's not how it works, man. <laughs> it doesn't go like that. He goes to media uh, day and he's like, "I talked to Ty Lue and he said he wouldn't let me rest. Uh, he wouldn't let me load manage the season. Yeah, <laughs> the season. Oh yeah, Mike's is the guy at the rec center who's just like he's like, okay, I'll tr- I'll start trying now. Like, yeah, yeah I got this one. Yeah. yeah, you're down. You're down seven one. He's like, oh, I'm on now. Oh, yeah. oh he's like, my best was, was trying before. It off. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Owens. Um, just the <laughs> tryouts because that's 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 a disaster. It's bad. That's oh I've never heard of that before. Maybe the Mets should do that. I don't know. It's a it's a good try. maybe maybe little New Tebow York would thing. be out there first day. Oh, oh, oh my god you're so right <laughs> front of the line oh boy well he was with the mets though yeah exactly yeah he's coming oh, yeah. for redemption he, he's coming for redemption yeah. so my genius of the week is uh nikita Popugayev. uh he was a new jersey devils prospect and decided this past week to just retire from hockey and pursue his career in social media and being a social media influencer mm. low-key like i respect it like if this is your passion then go for it um, he was just a prospect too, so no guarantee he would play an NHL game, let alone become a full-time NHL NHLer and make loads of money. He was a fourth-round pick, um, so you know guys bouncing around the leagues below the NHL. I don't think they really ever make a crazy amount of money, anyways. It's mm-hmm. just enough, I think, to get by. Um, and I checked his content out. Still has some work to do. Just a mere 22k followers. Okay. Um, so, but good start. I, I'd kill for us to have that, but still. <laughs> um, <laughs> His content isn't bad though, because when I when I went on his Instagram, um, his first video it was like one of those classic, like pranks or whatever, and he bought this huge like anaconda snake thing or whatever, just a ginormous snake, and he just put it in people's cars, and they'd like get into their car, just slithering in your goddamn car. So honestly, you know what, man, like pretty good content. If yeah. you committed to a full NHL career you wouldn't be able to make great content like that so i respect it that's true <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, classic prank. You know, t- oh. today I was walking to my car and uh, I was in the parking lot and beside me, somebody left all their windows wide open and there were just three dogs in the back. Whoa. But all the windows were wide open and they were somehow all staying in the car. It really like boggled my mind. Sorry, Whoa. that was random. but No, no, I completely. Me. But like you said, uh, sometimes pranks get a little out of hand. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. it's like I murdered this person and it's like, that's not really a prank. Yeah. Or just you push someone off something crazy, but yeah. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Shout out to Pro Hoku. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Popu, Popu Gaev. I'd be kind of pissed if I walked in and, my, and there was a snake in my car. Oh, I just. I'd, I'd think I'd pass out. I think I just need a new car. Yeah. Yeah. Sell that boy. Write it off. Yeah. How long do you, do we think it is until Trevor Bauer just like decides this MLB thing's not working out? Like. Oh, I think, full, oh, full I think they decided that games. for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only problem is, you, Owen, I don't think, uh, I think YouTube and TikTok and Facebook, they might just all block him too. Yeah. Um, just kick him out. Yeah. He's got some issues. He's got some, some issues. skeletons in the closet. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. More. <laughs> what you got for genius, Owen? Um, so, <clears throat> this is a, a quick one. There was a museum. Um, I'm not even sure where it was, but um, they gave this artist about $84,000 in cash. Um, I think it's a Danish museum. It's called the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark. So Love that. Okay. For any Danish listeners, I apologize for butchering that, but they gave this artist $84,000 in cash to, like, they commissioned him to make a few art pieces, right? Yeah. And... What he did was he took the money and he delivered two blank canvases to the museum and titled them Take the Money and Run. So Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's like a movie. It is a movie. Like he didn't paint anything He's and then took the money. So I like, you know, work harder, work smarter. This guy's mm. working smarter for sure. Because oh. what is art? That's like the age old question, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a deep question. He figured uh-huh. it out. He kind of hacked the system. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if because it said now it's contract like a... or not, but like you said, he could have just whatever. Yeah. Because it's, hey, this is my view of art. Yeah. yeah. I like taking your money away. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a nice, I guess, statement. And, uh, you know, $84,000 richer is uh, is this guy. So credit to him. I think he's a, he's a genius for that. I like that. Make okay. a movie about it, somebody. I'm sure they will. Mm. He'll, he'll double it on the movie rights. That's the yeah. that's the key. Um, no, conc- or sorry, genius of the week for me. My bad. I almost skipped over it. Uh, my genius of the week is Mitch Trubisky. Now, just stick with me here because this one's a little, you know, it's a long winded. But the Bears are so bad that I think he might actually just big brain the whole operation. Mm-hmm. He was like, "All right, like I hate this. Like I'm done. Like I'm leaving. Um, I'm gonna go to Buffalo and back up." Uh, Josh Allen, you're not going to see me for the year unless we're up by like four touchdowns. Uh, in the meantime, the Bears have Matt Nagy, so they're just going to be terrible. Yep. And I'm going to prove to everybody that I was kind of winning in spite of Matt Nagy, mm-hmm. despite yes. his horrible offense and play calling. I'm going to then re-enter the free agency market, and some dumb team out there is going to say, three years, $120 million. Sign me up for some Mitchy football. Oh, so. Weather. I think he, yeah, the Osweiler, exactly. I think Brock just, Lobster. Yeah, I think he might have just big brained the whole thing. So I'm giving it to Mitch Trubisky again. I could be totally wrong, but I think he uh, planned this out. So shout out to him. That's my. Did pick. you boys see that um, he had more passing yards than I think he had more passing yards than Justin Fields on Sunday, or oh, yeah, at least tied one to one. Are they tied? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So big game for him. That was a huge. So Phil's got game. dibs on this. So Mitch, yeah, maybe. Cut, cut our boy a uh, percentage of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the money, dude. I'll, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll take the money and run like that guy. Yeah. Can Everybody I just say, I've been saying this for a while. I Mitch Trubisky was better than everybody gave him credit for, I thought. Especially last year. He, he kind of... I mean, to be fair, he was beating up on, like, the Jags and, like... <laughs> the Lions. Texans, I think, one week. The Lions. <laughs> the Lions. But, I mean, he played well down the stretch. I, uh, I love the NFL media saying... Matt Nagy got the Bears to two straight playoffs. Like that was some yeah. freaking oh my oh goodness. my god! Like He's, some accomplishment. Yeah, don't get me started. They're acting like he won two Super Bowls. Yeah, my god. Yeah, they were. Oh, he's I, a horrible coach. Yeah. He, like if I were Justin Fields, man, I would be so upset. He is brutal. He's so bad. 
he's he's uh packing the bags to cancun i can tell you that much oh, that's good time. you're what they're four weeks in and there's already three qbs in the mix to start week four <laughs> that's three. a classic i'll just decide by eeny meeny miny mo on sunday at nine o'clock you know yeah it's it a little russian roulette you're just well yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> green is nick Foles. yeah yeah <laughs> throw it on there um <laughs> no conclusive evidence I'll go because, Alex, you st- you did step on a part of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. NBA Media Day was this week, yeah. and I just wanted to know conclusive evidence, rapid fire, some of the absolute blasphemous yeah. takes out there. Marcus Morris, first of all, like you said, yeah. uh, we would have made the finals if I was healthy. No conclusive evidence. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Avery Bradley said, I believe I'm the best on-ball defender in the NBA. No conclusive evidence. No, you're not. Nope. Uh, Daryl Morey said, we're really excited about where we're at. Andre Drummond is a huge pickup for us. No, he's not. No you're conclusive lying. evidence. And uh, lastly, not at media day, but Meta World Peace, our test, whatever. He said he didn't mean to elbow James Harden in the brain in 2000. 2012 yeah. no conclusive <laughs> evidence you did mean to do that so that's all i have to say for uh this week oh, oh i'm speechless yeah a lot of a lot of hot takes out there yeah the tyler hero <laughs> one i i don't remember the full quote i think i sent it to owen where he said a lot so. of people have been disrespecting me this year uh keep your ears open because i'm gonna prove you wrong or something like that uh no conclusive evidence no you won't that's my take this week. you've been disrespecting yourself tyler yeah so <laughs> <laughs> but he is a dad now, so shout out to him. Yeah. Dad vibes. Yeah. Dad vibes. Let's go. All right, yeah. what you got? Um, yeah, mine here is just a little short one. Uh, someone needs to check in on LeBron's high school QB uh, because he made a comment on Monday Night Football that I thought was a little mean. Uh, that guy probably just came home from a long day at work, hanging out with his family and his kids. You know, hey, let me watch some Monday Night Football. Holy crap, LeBron's on. My former teammate. Then Peyton and Eli start talking about LeBron's high school football career. And then LeBron goes on to say, if I would have had a better quarterback, I would have made it to the NFL. I think that was cool. Wow. Something like that. If, I, if my high school quarterback was better, I would have made the NFL. So... No, Come on, LeBron. dude. He would have made the NFL. He would have made the NFL if he wanted to. Make yeah, the NFL. you would have yeah. exactly. Yeah, so don't put it on the QB, bro. Don't act like they didn't just like run the LeBron. ball with you. I mean, I know he was a wide receiver, but they could have just run the ball with LeBron and still won. So. Him, I can see Phil's brain working overtime to justify this take right now. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Justify. I'm, I'm, I'm about to say something that could be construed as kind of mean. So I'm actually sorry in advance for saying this, but LeBron acting like it was such a tough decision to quit football. Like, dude, you were the best high school basketball player of all time. Like, why was this a difficult decision for you, man? But again, you know. Shout out the King by Space Do Jam. Do we think the uh, Pete Carroll and I forgot who else offered him a contract? Jerry Jones. Yeah, and Jerry, Jerry Jones, was, was that cap maybe? No, I think that was facts. But Yeah, but he would have never taken that. No, it was NBA contract wouldn't let him, you know? Well, even if it would have let him, he still wouldn't have. He, yeah. he would have got hurt, so I, that's just stupid. I also liked how they asked him this week about um, Tom Brady's return. Did you see what he said? He said, uh, you got to go in there and you got to, he said that, you know, there's a lot of love there, but you got to go in there and you got to find a way to silence the crowd. Just like mm-hmm. I did on December 2nd, 2010. So, <laughs> <laughs> make it, making it more about me. Yeah. He's really good at that. Actually. Just like I did. Yeah, Vice Face Jam. Did you see the other mean part of that broadcast? Did you see, uh, Peyton Manning just absolutely dirty Joe Buck? No. Did what you did he say? That? He was like talking about broadcast teams. He's like, you need somebody that like understands coverages and he, like Troy Aikman. And then you need somebody that like doesn't understand anything about coverages, like a Joe Buck. Oh, like he's like, you need both the yin and the yang, like somebody who knows nothing about football, like Joe Buck. <laughs> and then somebody who knows about football, like Troy Aikman. Oh boy. If you haven't seen the clip, we'll go, like, we'll go watch it. It's hilarious. All game. See, you see, I don't like that. I don't like having a co-host that knows as much as I do about coverage. I need a co-host that knows nothing about defensive coverage, like Joe Buck, right? I mean, Troy doesn't make mistakes very often, but when he does, Joe doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to coverage. Yeah, oh, wow, that's sure. some big disrespect. That yeah. was that's a spicy Monday Night Football then. Yeah, <laughs> and there were middle fingers involved. It yeah. was getting crazy. Yeah, PFT was one of on one of the tweets. <laughs> Man, yeah. things are going off yeah, the chain over weird. there. Okay, what you got? <clears throat> so. <clears throat> <clears throat> So this comes from a uh, an inside NBA source. He said um, that the general reaction from sources close to Nuggets regarding reports that they are front runners for a Simmons deal is general confusion. Who would we even trade is a common refrain. I inquired about the, set, the suggested idea that Jamal Murray would be the centerpiece of a trade. And then the quote from the Nuggets is, quote, not sure if that's more insulting to Jamal or us, to be honest. 
Wow. Um, no conclusive evidence. It's more insulting to, well, it's, it's insulting to both because especially <laughs> Jamal, because that is a horrible trade idea. It's terrible. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Simmons. No conclusive and evidence, both. Yeah. Simmons yeah. and Jokic is an unbelievable is... bearing. They're just passing it back. Way and forth. too much. <laughs> 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 Will Barton just, is Will, just Will oh, Barton doesn't play for them anymore, does he? No, I think he still does, but that's his dream. He's like, oh boys, yeah. I'm open. Like let's let's shoot. Like I'm ready yeah. to go. <laughs> Michael yeah. Porter's back is just killing him. Yeah. I can't yeah. pull up for a J. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting God. triple teamed, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd oh, be tough. Man. There we go. It's in the books. Another 10 out of 10. Episode 44, 10 out of 10, 44 straight. That's pretty good. That's a hot streak. I think that qualifies as a hot streak. Owen, what do you have going on this weekend, man? Um, I'm going to be following some baseball. The Jays just recently retook the lead. We're up 6-5 uh, going into the ninth, so that's good. We we might eke this one out, but I'm going to be watching all the Jays games and then football. And I might have a basketball game on Thursday, tomorrow. I'm not sure. Let's but... go. Yeah, if so, I'm pumped for that. Put this guy in any city in the world, he will participate in a basketball <laughs> game, just so you know. So watch yourself. I've never heard a truer statement. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. What about you? What do you got going uh, on? Yeah, just watching all the all the sports and stuff, and I'm, I'm finishing up uh, Squid Game tonight. Nice. It's, it's, a hot, it's a hot show because I think it's on course to – it already broke the most watched international Netflix show and it's going to become the most watched Netflix show of all time. So it's it's definitely worth worth your time. It's great. I watched one episode. Not your – no little, way. A little too twisted for me. I, was, oh. I wasn't really uh, – Fair enough. I've, Fair enough. I thought it but, was uh, – But I like it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it off tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back again on uh, Monday night. That's Tuesday morning for you guys. So sorry about the delay, but we'll be back then. And uh, until then, enjoy the weekend of games. Enjoy the uh, extra day off between our shows. And uh, have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you then.